A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. Swift, 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 Swift. Ish. What just happened? Hey guys, welcome back to Swiftish. This is Shelby. And this is Ashley. I know, twice in a row. Look at us go. We're breaking records. <laughs> yeah, we actually recorded our this week's episode, well, last week's episode on I think Tuesday. Yeah. And it's Friday, so <laughs> Shelby and I are getting double the the pleasure it's of seeing each trooper. other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, the honor is real. It's a uh, it's nice to speak with adults and uh you know, not babies. So I or count dogs. Yeah. <laughs> which you guys, lucky. Lance has the dogs downstairs. Well, oh, not so they Pabu. won't be joining us. Yoshi and Timo are downstairs. We might hear echoes of them barking, yeah. but fingers crossed <laughs> they won't be joining us. <laughs> yeah, no, it was nice to have them. Good company for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm-mm, no way. <laughs> I. So, um, yes. yeah, I'm glad we're doing it again. I saw some people were uh, thrilled and excited to learn yeah, something surprised. new um, oh. with the uh, revelation about push presents. So we're really educating oh. people on all things here. <laughs> yeah, you guys, if you are a guy, <laughs> hello, like surprise your wife with that. If you're a girl, just, like, you know, keep on telling your husband about that. Yeah, it's something and to look if- forward to. <laughs> And if you're in a same-sex marriage, whoever if you're whoever does the pushing, yeah, give them honestly, that present. it's yeah. just an excuse to be rewarded for something. Yeah, hard. so nice hair, find a nice way to purse. spin it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes, do it. I was gonna ask you. Um, this relates somewhat, but have you watched okay. Yellow Jackets, the TV show? No, so I saw your post on Instagram about yellow jackets, yes. and I was gonna actually message you, and I never did because I just you know, oh I'm on stories gosh. and just tap back. What platform is that on? Ugh, it's a Showtime show, so it's annoying if you don't have Showtime. Um, but I have Prime. Oh yes, yeah. Oh, so if you. We're rewatching Dexter so oh, okay, that we perfect. can get caught up and watch Dexter. Yes. <laughs> then you have new access blood. and you are okay. blessed. It Yellow is jackets. so good and so dark and so exciting. And it's like it's rolling me. out on a weekly thing. So it's nice okay. because, you know, I'm on Reddit, I'm on Twitter, I'm reading theories. It's like, what's going to happen? It's on episode eight of 10. So it's almost to the premise. end. So basically the premise is in the 90s, a high school girl soccer team crashes in the um, like Ontario wilderness, like the Canadian wilderness, and they're forced to survive through insane means that we're not quite sure what, but it's heavily implied that they resort to cannibalism at some point. But then Lord of the Flies, but like, well, so yeah. So then at the same time, the story takes place 20 years later with a few of the survivors who are being like possibly blackmailed by someone who possibly knows and so they're trying to figure out how to like protect the lives that they've had because they haven't told anyone the dark shit they've done on the oh i know what you did 20 years ago yeah so it's like it's sort of like a mystery of how how they went so how they derailed so hard um to start because it wasn't just like desperation eat themselves they had like ritualized cannibalism like they're hunting girls in this like okay. sneak peek from the the like 19 months they survived there and so it's all just like ah who did it who's involved is- what happened is it paranormal is it just like a psychotic break like what's going on it's really really good <laughs> okay i'm gonna have to watch it because that's right up my alley yes i think Ooh. you'd really like it and it's cannibalism take yeah the cast is just <laughs> great um like the 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 high school cast i don't know any of them but there's like a lot of like you would know the the um the older, the like ones. older women one of okay. them's like you did you see ever after you knew ever after, yes right? i love ever after is it the it's sister the, that eats a lot yeah yeah it's the sister oh. who ironically is only here for the food so we're waiting to see if she's a cannibal <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of funny that's, yeah. hmm. um but no it's good and it it just it reminded i thought of it because on reddit some people tied in like because a lot of these girls end up being yeah kind of uh (laughs) gay or queer and there's some romantic tension amongst a lot of them whether or not they act on it or not and so there's just some funny um 
memes tying in like different Taylor Swift songs. So it's very like girl power. Um, yes. Queen. Eat the girls who are the weakest. <laughs> yeah. Survival of hey. the fittest. Um, I mean, it, it kind of, it kind of, um, fits in with nothing new because she's yeah. like, who's going to take my place? You know, when I'm nothing new, they're going to eat you up. Yeah. Hey. yeah. That's a stretch, but we'll allow it because I just wanted to talk about it for a minute and um, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, please do. I hope you like it. I was like wowed by the pilot. It was like the first pilot in a long time that was like, this is a good show. Because usually like the first episode. Showtime shows. They're yeah. dark and they're at my alley. Like the I like the affair. Mm. Dexter, of course, and I liked um Six Feet Under. Which oh, is yeah. and I I think there's like a few other shows on Showtime that I've oh Shameless. <laughs> I love Shameless. Well, so take me there. Get there. Yeah. Okay. And I need I need to get shows to watch during, well, now, I guess is my maternity leave, but like when baby comes. Ah, uh, yes. And I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to listen to it with my ear, my earphones that are noise canceling so she doesn't get like, so she doesn't become <laughs> a serial killer, yeah. cannibalism. <laughs> she doesn't have to do that. But if anyone has any suggestions, send them my way. I've, I, I'm pretty up to date on a lot of the shows, but mm, yeah, I yeah. need like Yellow Jackets, I have no clue. So oh, there you go. Good. Ugh. I know. I want to like rewatch it and see what I missed and stuff. So you'll have to keep me posted on how it is. But anyways, Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Swift. So, you know, it's interesting because you guys probably know from the title, we are going over, and from last week, we are doing nothing new. Yes. And this week, nothing new for on the Taylor <laughs> front. Like two two things that I saw pop up. Oh, wow. Um, which was Taylor's now. You know, she surpassed Shania Twain for the most weeks at number one on Billboard Country. Um, <laughs> wow. You know, and Taylor's, I think it's, I don't know how many weeks it is, but it's a lot of weeks. I didn't, I just saw it right now and Headline. I just kind of like copy and pasted it. And, you know, it, I think it's interesting because a lot of people are posting about it. And Shania Twain, she said, let's go girls. Proud of you, Taylor Swift. Historical records are meant to be made and then broken. The baton is meant to be passed on to new generations. Unstoppable young female country artists are in are And she did like a little like power emoji in spite of hurdles. Hashtag trailblazers. Which is kind of great for this episode too because I know everyone. <laughs> Do you think she went home just, and cried herself to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> No, she didn't. I, I think if Shania was younger, you know, maybe it would have been sadder. But now that you see Taylor Swift at such an older age, 31 or 32, wow, you know, she's going to have her records broken within. She already has had some records broken too. So by other female artists. So it's just, yeah. you know, the world happening, new artists coming up front. You know, Taylor has shown that she is not, she's not something new, but she is staying where she is right now. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And then the second one, speaking of women, you know, pe- women and women and women, um, <laughs> the top 10. Okay. Guess how many albums Taylor had on the top 10 albums of 2021? Well, I mean, the top albums of 2021? Yeah. Like they, they ranked the top albums of 2021. But, how many albums? Oh, I guess she had on there. She only had two, right? Because she had four on there. But only two came, came out. I know, but she had for it's best selling, so it's like the top oh, two oh, best selling. Oh, oh, right, sorry, right, right, right. sorry. See, so see, she had second place, fourth place, fifth place, place, and eighth place. So she oh, had, nice. and she actually had three come out last year: Evermore, Fearless, and Red. No, Evermore then, was December. Oh my gosh, it was okay. Well, Evermore and Folklore, <laughs> you guys, There's I can't believe it's twenty twenty two. Evermore and Folklore, they both they they made the list, and then Fearless and Red. Nice. And then Adele, of course, number one, because no one could meet, could be out, outbeat her like really anticipated album. Yeah. Did you like her album? I honestly, I didn't listen to it. Okay. No I, shade to Adele. It's just no. never been my, is not my Jam. vibe. It's not my cup of yeah. tea usually. And I heard I like it was just songs. like, okay. Yeah, it, it was, it was okay. It wasn't bad. A few of her songs I really liked, but it just wasn't. I I wasn't in my headspace, yeah, to really like get all the songs. Some of them I was like, oh, this is good, but yeah. it wasn't like you know, twenty one or nineteen <laughs> or twenty five. Right. I was like, oh, even if I wasn't in that headspace of a breakup or a divorce, the songs still like moved me, and only a few of them moved me. Yeah, but too bad. Yeah, way too bad. But that's all. <laughs> like, there's nothing really going on. You know, a lot of Swifties are really excited because twenty twenty two. 
means that Taylor can re-record Reputation. <laughs> and I'm assuming that they're excited about this because of the vault tracks because right. I'm not really – like it's I, – I love Reputation, but I'm not really like, oh my gosh, I need Reputation re-recorded because we got it with such strong vocals in 2017. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be – you know, I think the juice is where the vaulted songs are in. Yeah. Because yeah. with – um. I was just going to look it up. With Fearless, we got how many vault tracks? Was it six? Um. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. And then red, we got, we got like a freaking ton. We got a lot, but it was like all too well, to minute version, babe. A lot of them One, we've two, already kind of like. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine nine so i feel like i don't know if this is an unpopular opinion but i feel like reputation would have the least because i feel like reputation was like i've got to get this done to move on to the next Mm -hmm. and so i feel like yes but you we have we have that time where but do you you think she'll release that stuff i mean i guess maybe because it's good stuff and she'll be like well obviously i'm talented so why not I think it depends on how raw it is because yeah. reputation is the closest to what has been going on in her life. Yeah. But a lot of people are like, oh, maybe we'll get more stuff on Calvin because we hardly had, ex- <laughs> you know, despite popular opinion, so it goes, might be about Calvin, but we hardly have anything about Calvin. Yeah. Maybe more stuff into her dilemma between, you know, whether or not she wants to go with Scott or she wants to go mm. with UMG. Like there's more, more of her like – I guess up to date more. Do you think now she'd drama. release stuff that was about Kimye? Oh, I don't I would think lo- she would. I mean, I would love it, but <laughs> I, I, I think she's kind of like surpassed it. Yeah, I think yeah. And, I, and I've talked about it before. I'm like, you know, like I wonder when she's gonna stop. I love Taylor. But I'm like, when is she gonna stop like writing about that? Because she even wrote about it in Evermore. And in folklore, so like she's just gonna be revisiting it, and I'm not, maybe that's bad. Maybe I maybe if she wants to release it, she can. I don't well, know, I think like I, what's different with the Evermore and folklore tracks is that it's more about like how she felt because of like the the destruction of her personal and public but not life. about them. But it wasn't like the salty. Yeah, this is why we can't have nice things. You're trash. Your tilted yeah. stage sucks. I hate you so much. Like suck a dick and get out of well, here. <laughs> And see, and I wonder if like the vaulted songs on Reputation won't be as um, is it satirical, right? And I wonder if it'll actually be like songs that she was preparing for an actual album yeah. that would have been released on the timeline, the regular timeline. So that's yeah. what I'm wondering. Like, is it going to be something that's so far different than Reputation, what she was originally starting to push out? What would be great? This is me hoping like me being like this would have been amazing is if we get like that a double sided album Mm. you know you have reputation and then we have the songs that she was preparing to really put out right until shit hit the fan yeah yeah because she would have been she would have been she would have been writing songs in while she was touring 1989 she's been doing that so that's makes me wonder like what was she writing then and it's just yeah it's, it's, i'm curious yeah no it's true because it, it, i mean even from our miss americana documentary it, and we'll talk about that with the song review today too it's just mm-hmm. like it seemed like that was a troubling time in her life even before kanye west and the cancellation and all that like she wasn't in a good headspace she wasn't in a good relationship she wasn't yep. healthy she wasn't thriving she was just like appearances 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 Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd be curious if those songs are some of these more deep cuts like Nothing New or if they're more like New Romantics. I'm having fun with my gaggle of friends and we're out in New York City doing mm-hmm. <laughs> cookie mm-hmm. parties and all Keeping of that. Appearances. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it'll, it'll be, be interesting. interesting. I don't know. I I'll, I honestly, I feel like for the last you know year, we've been saying, oh, she'll probably put them out all soon. She'll probably put them out all soon. And now you know, a year has passed and we only got, I mean, we got the two. And so yeah. it's like, well, <laughs> is this going to be a three-year process, you know? <laughs> I know, I know. Well, you know, we got two in one year. And I, like we said, we don't know if we're getting 1989 this year because I think it depends on what happens in, in court. Yeah. And so that would leave Speak Now and Taylor Swift, which yeah. she could, everyone thinks Speak Now is coming out next. So <laughs> but there's rumors that... 
I mean, there's rumors that she's going to be putting out another album. So I don't know. <laughs> there's rumors. Who knows? There's rumors based on absolutely nothing, which is what we personally want. There's just like, uh, <laughs> I think, and then that becomes yes. a rumor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bless yep. our hearts. We, our case We're becomes, manifesting. Yeah. <laughs> we are. We are. Hey, I manifested something into life um, in 2018. Oh, I don't know what it was. 2020, 2019, before okay. the pandemic. I, we got the... The indie Taylor oh, Swift yes. folklore. Oh, okay. So I yeah. can still do it. You're right. You're the you're the powerful yeah. um, predictor. <laughs> You've got to speak to the universe what you want and Taylor will deliver. I know. Can Taylor you get something like more poppy me. next, please? I mean, yes. just something to, something to, to dance to, to. To get me out of this depression I've found myself oh. in. <laughs> I know. Is your office still closed? <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't seen yeah. another, like... Yeah, no, I haven't been to the office since March of 2020, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's it's different <laughs> life. Like, you're home all the time. And it's kind of like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just doing yeah. my nails in between, like, phone calls. I like it. I'm fine with that. It's more yeah. society as a whole. So I'm going to yeah. need some, you know, some more upbeat songs to just build a bubble around my mental health. But we need we need what Lady Gaga did in 2009. She <laughs> just released that the, the Poker Face album to get everybody out of depression. Taylor yeah. Swift, give us that. <laughs> give us that. But that being said, I am actually really excited to talk about Nothing New. It's one of my favorites yes. from the Red re-release I'm stunned and appreciative of this song I think it's really some of her best work and I even on first listen I was like wow this is something I need to revisit because I can't like give it the emotional I'm rushing to get to all too well 10 minute version but I can tell that this is something that's like gonna hit home later Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I I really do love it I think the production's beautiful I think Phoebe Bridges is the perfect pair and everyone's always said that and I think this song proves how how well their voices work together how how close they are in what they do and um I think this was really a a good chance for Taylor to prove that she she can play with the other girls too <laughs> yes yes definitely she will not tear them apart yeah. try to <laughs> eat them <laughs> yeah because everyone was really was interested they're like okay so chris stapleton i bet you think about me is he gonna have his own verse i yeah. talked about it i was like is chris stapleton gonna have his own verse and then phoebe's gonna be in background yeah vocals. and it was opposite chris stapleton had like backup vocals and phoebe bridges was featured on like a few of these verses and it, the first woman ever to be featured <laughs> have her own solo verse on a taylor Swift song which is yeah lucky her we're not which is great like mm, overdue, the, yeah. the, it's overdue but it also was a perfect song mm-hmm. to choose to you know in this time yeah to, to debut it yeah and nothing new um was one of obviously we had already heard babe we'd already heard um mm-hmm. better man but nothing new was one of the only other ones that we'd ever had teased because it was featured in the lover journals um it was I guess to get into the story of how this song came to be, according to the original draft, it was in March 2012. She was writing about, um, I wrote this down. Uh, (laughs) She was like, oh, I wrote this song. It's about being scared of aging and things changing and losing what you have. She says it's really vulnerable, but I think it's important to say. And then she had some of the original lyrics on, which I think was just the, like, chorus part like the how can you know everything at 18 but nothing at 22 oh i remember where i saved it i have a screenshot of the page (laughs) yeah that would help here um so yeah she says i've been thinking a lot about growing older and relevancy and how all my heroes have all ended up alone ouch um and is being scared of aging and changing and losing what you have it's really vulnerable but i think it's important to say and then um and then she shared the line, how can a person know everything at 18 and nothing at 22? And will you still want me when I'm nothing new? I think that's, it's interesting that she just threw that in on a diary entry. She's like, anyways, yeah. I wrote a new song. <laughs> I know. And it's, and that's such <laughs> and a, like, 22 to me is such a pivotal, pivotal age. And it was such, such a deep, mature you know writing for a 22 year old because you have in this in this album 22 or it's like 
I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. And I remember yeah. being 22, you're thinking of your future. You're making these big decisions of like what to do with your career, where to go. So you have all, so you're faced with all these mature decisions, but you're also looking back at your, like your college years, you know? So it's kind of like a pivotal stage, but you're also not, you know, I wasn't, I'm sure you were, I was not this mature to be like, Oh, you know, am I going to end up alone? Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm scared of aging and, and you know, things are going to change. But I, yeah. I think a lot of people can probably relate to it because of, you know, the changing in people's life of college to careers. People get married around this time. People yeah. Have kids around this time too. Yeah. Which, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> you do you. No, I was just going to say that's what's interesting about this song is like thinking about the alternate universe where this came out on Red in 2012. Yeah. And I don't think people would have respected her because they would have been like, you're so silly. Like you're a child, yeah. like you're still popular. Like, why are you pretending that you're not like, yeah. oh, there you go. Playing the victim again. And it's like mm-hmm. having that distance allows it to to be a self-fulfilling prophecy where it's like, no, I was right. And now you guys have to admit it because we're all in the same boat of feeling like, mm-hmm. Oh, actually, yeah, that decade did beat me down a little bit. And I do feel a little bit more worse for wear. And like, how am I going to like move, move on with this? Like, how am I going to feel okay with this? And how sad is, I mean, it's not even a sad, like, it doesn't feel like a hopeless song. It's more just like a contemplative kind of like remembering how confident and sure and the dreams you had as this teen you're mm-hmm. taking on the world you know exactly what it's going to be your future is going to look like this and then confident. you have to like realize oh like maybe my life is good now but it's definitely not you know that's not what I thought it would be and isn't it interesting mm-hmm. how I had nothing but confidence then and now it's more like huh grappling with I don't actually know anything and is that okay yeah yeah. And it's so interesting too, because like you said, it's such a great, like, I'm, I'm glad she released it now because you, like you had mentioned, people are going to say she was going to be a victim. Oh, like you're so young. You're, you're, you're still so popular. And then like you said self-fulfilling prophecy. Us as a public can look back and see how we have treated her, how we have perceived her, how, um, not only her relationships, but the music industry, the public, the media have kind of pinned against her because it's always like, who's up and coming? Like, mm-hmm. who's going to be the next person? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the it girl? Like, oh, Taylor Swift, like, bye. Like, now it's this girl. Now it's that girl. Like, yeah. always pitting women against each other, like, yeah. like how she said in Lover. I know. And I'd be so interested to hear, like, why she ultimately <laughs> decided not to put this on read because if we believe that this is how it was written you know in 2012 it's a, like a really stunning beautiful yeah. well-written song yeah and I wonder why, like, did why she, did she sit on it? the lucky one over <laughs> the song because the lucky one yeah. and the song kind of have yes. the same kind of <clears throat> overall arching um theme to the song yeah. so i'm wondering like did they she choose a lucky one over this one because she didn't want to be playing the victim like or it was just too deep. Like it was it too personal. Yeah. yeah. It was too yeah. scary to put it out there. Like she says, it, yeah. it's vulnerable. And she ultimately was like, you know what? I can't like, I don't want to like feed this one to the wolves right now. Like I can't. But the wolves can't are loving it now. This apart. Yeah. <laughs> like I wonder what spin and variety would have called it back in 2012. But now yeah. they're like, oh, it's one of the album's highlights. And variety yeah. gave it a five out of five ratings. I'm wondering. Yeah. Yeah. How would they have taken it? Are they looking at it like right now because she's a 32-year-old mature woman singing about like her past, but yeah. as like 2012, it's like, oh, you're so successful. Like, yeah, it's like, don't, don't pretend it'll, yeah. it won't. Like, like I can imagine being 22 and writing this song because you're like, oh, you know, happy, free, confused, and lonely. Like she lays it out in her more upbeat version of mm-hmm. contemplation, but but it feels more potent now because it's like, oh, I was right. Like everything I feared yeah did happen and like I had to learn from it just as I was like worried about it then Mm -hmm. and yeah I I like I sometimes think like oh she couldn't have written this like she had to have polished it up a little bit but but I think that's like unfair because you know we do know that she wrote um some of these great songs from her earlier albums at the ages she wrote them like she's capable Mm -hmm. of of processing things that don't 
that don't get spun into just a neat little pop ditty. Like, I think this does feel raw. And the reason it still feels so relevant today is because it must have come from such a true place then. Yeah. And she I'm, said, um, sorry, yeah, you want to say? No, what, what'd she say? Well, she was talking about it with um, Seth Meyers during her red re-release promo. And she said, um, yeah, I wrote this when I was 22 and it's really, really special to me because it was the first time I was not a shiny new artist. I was on my fourth Mm -hmm. album and I felt like I think this happens to a lot of artists where they have their breakthrough moment. And then the moment after that is really hard because they're just not getting the same reactions. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she kind of talked about how it's like when you first show up to a party, everyone's like, oh, Taylor's here. Like, yes, hello. But then by the time you come around to your second lap of the room, it's like, People are like, oh, yeah, hi, how are you? Like, it's mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. hard to re- to reach that high again when it's like you're, you're just established. And I think mm-hmm. that's interesting because a lot of people read this as like about feeling like a romantic cast off or like a relationship ended. And this always felt way more about oh, like her relationship life. with the yep. media and the public and her job as an artist and stuff Mm -hmm. I think I think what it is too is it's her personal love life also being like a filter for her career too right so the media is also judging her not only by her work but by her personal life too the music industry is like oh we're not gonna take her seriously look at all the guys she's going through and she's like making mm-hmm. a career out of it so i think it like that there's that double yeah. meaning in the song too where her romantic anxieties actually bleed into the music industry and into her career yeah and like that's true you know and it's gonna like both of them are affecting like how could not how because of because of how she started her career and what she was writing about at the beginning of her career how could one not affect the other yeah No, that's true because she talks a lot about that in interviews and songs of like, why would someone want to be with me when this is my life? (laughs) It's like Miss Americana where she does struggle with like, she's turning 30, she's going to she's old news no one's gonna really want her and that's what that's why she's always constantly reinventing herself even after miss americana we're kind of getting that more more mature taylor who has that come to jesus realization throughout this whole whole film she's still reinventing herself because you see lover reputation or reputation lover and then you see um folklore folklore and evermore she's still constantly reinventing herself because she i think even though she has come to realization that like she's at this point where she can do what she wants and she doesn't really care. Um, she's still, I think she's still, tr- she does care. Yeah. She's, she's still trying to evolve. Yeah. <laughs> e- even with these re-releases, you can, she, you can tell she's going back and she's, she's loving it because she's getting this new Yeah. She needs to polish that, it up a little. Change yeah, girl at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so one thing that I was thinking with Phoebe Bridgers, is it's interesting because around 22 when she was 22 you're writing the song about the next person up and coming Phoebe, Phoebe Bridgers career is kind of like setting off when you mm-hmm. think about Phoebe Bridgers she started her career at 13 kind of like Taylor Swift and they're about mm-hmm. five years apart and she's a single singer songwriter she you know worked her way up and it's interesting when you think about Red and Taylor Swift's album about dating an older guy kind of being gaslit by him, you know, not really being ready to be in this relationship. Yeah. And then you have Phoebe Bridger's relationship with Ryan Adams, which do you know anything about? I am. Yeah. You're probably <laughs> way more, um, you're probably way more um, knowledgeable about their relationship. But in 2019, a few artists, including Bridger's, they came out in a 2019 articles in the New York Times and they described Adams as physically, sexually, and emotionally abusive and saying that he used his influence as a popular musician to control young female collaborators and rising musicians. Now, I'm not yeah. saying anything like this is in relationship to Jake Gyllenhaal because right. Jake Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal has no allegations, just gaslighting, which like, you know, don't, whatever, you roll your eyes at that. Yeah. But she, there was this huge age difference between Phoebe and Ryan. And she had kind of like, she wrote, I think she wrote a song about him. I think it was motion sickness about being in and dating an older guy who gave her distress, building her up and then tearing her down, which is kind of what you kind of get 
with All Too Well and Jake Gyllenhaal. But there's just this like more evil side to Ryan than there was to Jake. And after all these, this is sad because I, because you can tell that in motion sickness, she really, she loved, she loved Ryan and she was really into it until he, you know, even all these like disgusting things, like having her come up to his hotel room and opening the door and he was like completely naked, like, you know, like at the beginning of what would have been their relationship, you know, just kind of like, I guess grooming her. I'm not sure what words you would use, uh, but just manipulating mm-hmm. this young female, um, you have him come out saying, oh, no, none of this is true. And he called what they had a brief consensual fling. And you're just kind of like, okay, you're like the, you're like this 30-something-year-old man dating like a 23, 24-year-old woman. And it meant so much more to her. Mm-hmm. And you called it like a brief consensual fling. <laughs> and you kind of see like these parallels of – Phoebe's writing, Phoebe's dating history with Taylor's writing and Taylor's dating history too. And they come together to collaborate yeah. on this song. And I thought it was, you know, especially on Red, it was really um, meant to be kind of like a kismet, if you will. Yeah. Well, and just, yeah, to the, your point, like I think they shared a lot of, you know, ups and downs, obviously. Uh, I, I think Phoebe talked about how she was so excited to do this song because it's like, a song that made her teary eyed. It's like, this is, as she said, I'm just so excited for people to take it at face value. I couldn't be more excited. It's just been a dream. I got teary recording it. And it's like, you can see why it would mean something to her for the same reason it means something to Taylor. And I think that was smart of Taylor to embrace someone like her, who on some level is still the younger, more up, I mean, not up and coming, but kind of the more exciting artist, um, you know, the indie record type vibe, but also mm-hmm. someone who could sing these verses and know exactly the feeling, that feeling. Whereas if she yep. invited someone newer or younger, like Olivia, be, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would kind of miss the punch, um, mm-hmm. a little bit. And I think Taylor knew that. And she said she really wanted another uh, female artist who I love to sing it with me because I think it's a very female artist perspective and so mm-hmm. she thought of Phoebe and texted her and right away they all they, they agreed in the stars aligned and here we are talking about yes. this <laughs> and you get to read it too which I'm very <laughs> yeah. happy about because you'll give it the emotion it needs well I mean yeah like you said everyone loves this it's it debuted um in the top 50 I think at 46 on billboard which most of the red songs did but this was one of the higher ones even though it didn't get any real promotion aside from that Seth Meyers interview mm-hmm. um and I I think it makes sense as we get into it why this sticks out to a lot of her audience <laughs> which tends to be women um the first verse goes they tell you while you're young girls go out and have your fun then they hunt and slay the ones who actually do it criticize the way you fly when you're soaring through the sky shoots you down and then they sigh and say she looks like she's been through it <laughs> <sighs> And I think this is something that is interesting to think about her writing this in 2012, because since then she's been able to write about this feeling over and over in different ways. Like you said, the lucky one. And then later with like, um, I think of Mirrorball or um, what's the other one? Uh, The Archer, like all these sort of feelings of like, oh, is this the end for me? Like, do people still care about me? Like, why are you criticizing things? me for doing things that are supposed to be normal and that's a lot of what we get in Miss Americana too where it's like we didn't you want me like weren't you saying like oh Taylor Swift like cares too much you're obsessing over these high school relationships move on girl and then she starts mm-hmm. dating it's like whoa you date too much like you're such a sli- like <laughs> slow yeah. down and it's like uh, as someone who's been very aware of Taylor Swift's personal life and <laughs> <laughs> crossover with her work for you know the better part of a oh like a decade and a half at this oh point yeah. it's just like it's wild to think of her being able to put down that like frustration with that contradiction and that and that hypocrisy that people mm-hmm. are throwing at you as you're still a developing person yeah still a fairly new I knew f- four albums but still a fairly new artist i mean she's 22 yeah she's young and still exciting to everybody yeah and you think about like 
her Ellen show appearances, which I would always like watch and rewatch. And I thought they were so fun and funny. <laughs> but like, I remember very clearly one of them was like, oh, you should date him. Oh, you should date him. Oh, have you thought oh, about yeah. dating him? And then the very next visit, like a year later, it was her having Ellen having Taylor ring a bell for every guy she's dated. Like, LOL, oh. you've dated him. You dated him. You slutty slut. Like, it's just like. You you wanted to set her up with everyone, and now you're saying, yeah. like, LOL, look at you. You, you just date, date so much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's so, Timo. Timo yeah, agrees. Timo's like, snaps. <laughs> I know, because I think that's, like, uh, this is something every single woman in, especially America, but any culture that, like, emphasizes virtue and purity and whatever mm-hmm. – it's always like, oh, like, you're just a kid. Like, enjoy it. Like, have fun. This is the time of your life. But then it's like, oh, like, should you be partying that much? Like, should you be dating that yeah. much? Like, should you be out that much? Like, it's like, yeah. what do you want from me? Well, I think I've told you, too. And, like, you know, we kind of grew up in the same kind of, well, you know, raised in the same kind of religion where, you know, a lot of people got married really young. Yeah. And, you know, the whole thing was like, you need to get married, have kids, have, have kids, have kids, have kids. And then it'd be like, oh, college time, go have fun. And then in the back, it'd be like, oh, but you're dating. Are you getting married? What's going on? What's going on? And I think I mentioned that one time where, like, I, like, I was kissing a lot of boys. And this one, this girl I worked with was like, oh, yeah, my my husband heard about you. I didn't even know who her husband was. And they're like, yeah, they're talking about how you get around. I'm like, because I, like, I've kissed, like, five (laughs) guys in college. Like, I'm a freaking sophomore. Like, what? And it's just, like, that whole, like. And it's and it's it's just very toxic, and I don't think it's only in religious at like religious institutions. It's, uh, of course, here you have Taylor Swift. It's like, oh, she's young, she's gonna go have some fun. It's like, wait, you're having mm-hmm. too much fun. You mm-hmm. need to have as much fun as I think you should have. Like, maybe date one guy every other year. Like, right. stop, slow down. Like we've got rules that you'll never know, but you better not yeah. cross them. Exactly. And that's why it's like this line of. Uh, criticize the way you fly when you're soaring through the sky shoots you down and then they sigh and say she looks like she's been through it like Mm. that's like so relatable to me like my dating scene was never the one that caused eyebrows to raise (laughs) but I do feel like it's something where it's like um I don't know just that feeling of being judged for what you like Mm -hmm. for being judged for being happy for being basic for being chuggy like whatever it is and then they're surprised when you're like worn out and you're like you're like I can't make you happy like I'm so tired like and they're like oh that's too bad like why do you why do you look so bad like what's happening here why are you why are you so down why are you so depressed why are you so anxious why are you struggling so much it's like Mm -hmm. because yeah yeah why 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 are you asking me these questions why are you in my life yeah Yeah. and I think I think you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't if you're a young female artist because you have these young female artists who get married really young and they're like, ooh, she's so young. Ooh. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, you know, if you get married too young, they're going to talk about you. If you have kids too young, they're going to talk about you. If you're having kids too old, they're going to talk about you. You know, yeah. you, you have people who are just going to judge you right. no matter what because they think that they can. Yeah. It's like, like oh, Adele and Taylor Swift are the same age. Can you believe it? It's like, so what? They're yeah. different people. Like, it's so weird yeah. That there's this idea of what you should be, but no one can actually agree on what that is. Because it's like, uh, okay, like, what do you, (laughs) what do you want from us? Let me live my life, Josh. Um, (laughs) But then she says, Lord, what will become of me once I've lost my novelty? And that kind of leads into this chorus where she says, I've had too much to drink tonight. And I know it's sad, but this is what I think about. And I wake up in the middle of the night. It's like I can feel time moving. How can a person know everything at 18, but nothing at 22? And will you still want me when I'm nothing new? And I saw I saw people talk about this like, oh, she's singing to a boyfriend. And I'm like, no, she's not. Mm, <laughs> I, no. Would, I would argue she's no. not. I don't get that vibe at I'm all. Neither. This is like so much... This reminds me so much of just like general anxiety about your place in the world, your job, whatever it is. Like obviously for her, it's this idea of the industry and feeling like she has everything she wants, but she wants more. But is she allowed to want more because she's already gotten so much? And and will people still care? Will people still want her when she's not the new young artist Mm -hmm. to like put at the top of a 20 under 20 list, like whatever it is? And I think that's just like such a sad picture to imagine you know, she's in her, her Nashville house. She just bought living alone for the first time. And she's just like drinking alone and, 
and spiraling out with anxiety and (laughs) fear about what's to come. And that's like a very relatable uh, sensation to have, especially at that age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, even, even though it's not necessarily about her relationship, like you said, you can kind of, you can, you can relate to it on any front because, and this is where I can, I would have related to it at this point of time when this would have come out. And it's all because of like religious affiliations i remember being like 22 or 23 not really Mm. thinking about marriage at all or relationships at all just kind of having fun i just moved to philadelphia but getting anxiety over like people judging me about how i'm getting old and like how and like is a guy gonna want me because i'm probably gonna be 26 27 when i get married you know and like i'm nothing new i'm gonna be like dried and old and i there am i gonna give them kids like and this definitely isn't anything taylor swift was thinking about but at that time in my life like it would be like a little thing in the back of my mind. I'd see all my friends get married. Mm. I'd come see my parents just kind of be like, ooh, what are you doing? You know, yeah. <laughs> guys were dating, like guys my age were dating girls who were way younger because they Ugh. were new and fresh. <laughs> and it kind of like, I know it, you roll your eyes at it. And it just kind of like, it, it puts me in that place of like, in your career, you have people who are like, even now in my career, now I'm 35. I'm like, oh, when I go back to work, I'm almost 36. Are they going to want me because I'm not going to be this young, like, cute recruiter who's going to have all this energy? Like, you can just do it in every single aspect of your mm-hmm. your life. Like, even right now, oh, I'm going to be a mom at 35. I'm going to be having kids into my 40s. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, are people going to want to be my friends? Are people going to be judging me? Like, it's just so interesting that this can relate in any aspect of your life, like you had said. Yeah. Like, and I, I can feel it. Yeah. I can remember it. I can feel it now. It's just – Girl, I know. I was like 22 (laughs) and people were like, I was graduating college, BYU. BYU is such a weird space. (laughs) But I remember so clearly I was walking home with this guy friend who had graduated years before but was just lingering in Provo, you know? Just a little star. <laughs> yeah. And you he know, was you know. like, oh, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm moving to New York. And he's like, what? You're not even married yet. Yeah. And I was okay. like, <laughs> okay and your point good sir i'm not gonna okay. stay here and try to marry you <laughs> that speaking of which i remember having this conversation with a guy when i was 25 and he was like 29 he's like you know ash and we were friends we we, we were friends we we would talk about dating openly we would talk about everything yeah. openly he's like you know ash he's like i feel like guys when they hit 25 and older that's you know their peak they're really like that you know that they're, they're they age really well and he's like but you know once a girl hits 25 it's just downhill from there and i looked at him and i was like i'm 25 he's like oh present company excluded and i was like Whoa. for the time it's being like, yeah it's like saying no offense but and i was just like what and it just tells you so much about society mm-hmm. and you know yeah yeah and like obviously I'm glad you went to New York. <laughs> yeah i was like okay bye you're not bye. my like you're not my standard. I'm going to base my life around, right? Like you're yes, just hovering yes. around co-eds right now. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, we, I know we, I'm we too know. old for you because of who you're is trying that, to date. So is that guy married now? I don't know. I haven't kept, I haven't kept up. I haven't given him a I single t- thought past that story. <laughs> I can tell you the guy that, that said this comment has been in, on my side, has been in many relationships, never engaged, has a lot of like <laughs> holdups. And I'm like, mm, maybe it's your ideology of women and what <laughs> yeah. they are to you. And it's kind of like how it is with like the media, the ideology yeah. of like what women are, represent, yeah, what they're good for and how long they're good for. It's like we have an expiration yes. date. It's like, no, we don't have an expiration date. Yeah. We can still continue doing amazing things when we're wrinkly and 35 years old. Thank well, that's exactly much. it. It's like, oh, what is Taylor going to write about when she's 30? Because she can't write about like romantic hangups and it's like she just wrote a song called betty that is relatable even though it's about teenagers yeah. so like yeah. screw you yeah <laughs> she, she's a writer like writers write constantly about things that aren't you know like at the time their personal history like she can pull from being a teenager she can imagine mm-hmm. being a teenager she can write about being an old lady like who exactly it's so weird that we have these like stringent ideas about uh time's running out it's like well to do what like I like what are you going to allow me to do in this time frame I'm now present in and I think that's why Mm -hmm. the line I wake up in the middle of the night it's like I can feel time moving like oh my gosh (laughs) 
<laughs> that is anxiety. Yeah. Um, it's, yep. it's just a very relatable feeling and that panic of just like not being able to sleep and just being like, huh, am I doing anything with my life? Like, am I, yeah. am I accomplishing am I anything? Where am I going? And to imagine Taylor Allison Swift singing that to herself after just winning because this was before red came out so this was just after winning an award and on one hand this is relatable but on the other hand it's very sad that we have we've put so much pressure on women artists women celebrities to be like oh well you're you got your one thing and now we're gonna tear you down now now it's like on to the next like bye nice knowing you but uh, j-law we're over you like oh you you're canceled it's like there's this constant pressure on the <laughs> you know the privileged elite so it's not like real world problems but it's still like frustrating that that's their career and they can't they can't be allowed to feel accomplished or fulfilled by it because there's this constant like well well on to the next and like uh nice knowing you but now we'll forget about you completely well i know it's a leap but like like we had mentioned priorly it kind of represents what we think in society on like a normal day-to-day basis like so like what taylor and phoebe and them are are feeling in their careers so many other women are feeling in in our careers yeah lower levels whether you're entry level or whether you're an executive, I think. Yeah, for sure. And then the second verse uh, says, how long will it be cute, all this crying in my room, when you can't blame it on my youth and roll your eyes with affection? And my cheeks are growing tired from turning red and faking smiles. And we are we only biding time till I lose your attention? And someone else lights up the room. People love an ingenue. I what really does like this mean? verse. Oh, it's like the young the young new starlet like a yeah. up and coming um olivia rodrigo <laughs> yeah innocent and unsophisticated young woman so yeah <laughs> it's kind of like you know i think when taylor was talking about i don't know when she was talking about it but she was like oh you know when i was this lanky skinny teenager you know a lot of like older men would be like oh she's like my daughter she's like my my niece and they like yeah yeah, Miss Maricon, oh, like, and they would be more like, you know, being her cheerleaders and trying to, like, move her up and, like, supporting her. But then as soon as she started looking like a female and, like, looking like she had any kind of sexuality, it was like, oh, okay. Like, onto someone else who's, like, a little more innocent, a little, you know, unsophisticated. Yeah. And it's kind of weird. It's like, mm-hmm. why? Like, yeah. why are you throwing us, like, off when, when we're mature and we can actually, like, add things to the industry and like, have a voice? Well, because we are scared of... <laughs> sexuality um <laughs> it makes the men nervous uh yes. for feelings they, they can't be, control they um. should be married when they look like they can be sexy and have kids well yeah the whole like the pope said it's yeah. very selfish <laughs> if you have dogs and animals and you don't have kids come on yeah taylor swift with your cats you need more kids <laughs> yeah cats. exactly because i think yeah that's that's like the sad part and that's what was most like relatable and sad watching Miss Americana is her realizing like all these people who were champion championing me being like oh my gosh fearless you won the Grammy so young congratulations are suddenly like aren't you a little uppity like you're not that talented you actually can't sing like actually I don't like this for you yeah it's just weird how our reaction to seeing a woman succeed is to tear her down. And I think that's what this song is really like dancing around and kind of highlighting is this obsessive tendency to not let (laughs) women be happy. And I think, and not even just happy, but to just be, I don't know, like to just exist, to just thrive, to just experience what everyone else gets to experience. Like, listen to that pitter patter. (laughs) Oh yeah. They ran upstairs. They were parking downstairs. They're like, mom, where are you? You're talking about us? (laughs) I know. It's so cute. It's very cute, but also very annoying. (laughs) Soon it'll be pitter patter of feet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But no, I, I think this is like the sadder verse because it kind of highlights like one that she's just sitting there sad about like crying in your room. It's sad, but there is this sort of like childish um, permission we'll give to like 
children where we're like, oh, isn't this sweet? Like, you care so much. Like, oh, rolling my eyes with affection, like this little girl here. But she knows even in that moment that she's losing that permission to feel because now she has to be on on stage. She has to be pretty. She has to be ready for the people to judge her and make people like her and fight to be appreciated. Like, no one's going to just like admire her anymore for what she's achieved. Now they're going to be actively trying to to tear her down, to say she doesn't deserve it, to move on to the next. And now she now she's moving to that like character you hear in Mirrorball where it's like, I'll do anything. I'll do anything. I'm still on this trapeze just trying to get you to like me. Like I just think you can see a lot of Taylor Swift's psychology here and kind of that that trauma that she carried from such a young age. Well, it's interesting too because they've said that you know you stop aging when you. Whoa! <laughs> Sorry, Yoshi is fell on the ground. Now he's rolling around. That scared me. <laughs> I thought it was a dog fight. You know, like you freeze. You freeze at the time you become famous, and yeah. so you can kind of see these insecurities that Taylor has kept throughout her career about you know becoming the the last. Like the old thing. Yeah. And all the way up until like 30 years old, 31 years old, she's still worried about, you know, people becoming irrelevant yeah. pretty much, which is so sad. I know. Writing Lover, she's like, this is my last time. Like, no one's going to care what I do after this. Like, it's like, that's so sad. Like, of course, you know, I think it's like hard to. I will. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah, just we have here. a podcast about you. You are not It'll irrelevant. It'll be going on for another 60 years at least. Um, yeah, no, I think it's just like it just speaks to a normal anxiety that so many women have. And I like that that's why this song, like, yes, you can break it down and see everything she's talking about with like being a celebrity. But ultimately, it's just being a woman and being forced to grow up in under this sort of pressure where it's just like impossible to kind of thrive in because you're constantly like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Is this the misstep that's going to derail everything I've ever wanted? Is this the thing that I'm going to do that breaks everyone, everyone's interest in me? Is this like the relationship that's going to make everything peace be like, she's <laughs> maybe she's the problem. Like just everything that happened to Taylor Swift after this song is just proof that she was right to be worried about it. Which I think is interesting. (laughs) It's unfortunate. Yeah, she is a prophet and it's it's too bad. But she says, she goes into the chorus again. I've had too much to drink tonight. How did I go from growing up to breaking down? (laughs) It's just so sad because I think every single human being can remember that exact moment where you like, you know, your, your childhood ended and something snapped in you where you like realized, oh, wow, this is a lot harder than I ever thought it would be. Oh, so sad. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And she That's said, age too. yeah, I wake up in the middle of the night. It's like I can feel time moving. How can a person know everything at 18, but nothing at 22? Will you still want me when I'm nothing new? And then she goes into this bridge. Um, and the, the pace picks up and it feels a little bit more anxious and you can kind of feel that inevitability like coming, swinging at her and she can she can sense it in like the way she sings it. And she says, I know someday I'm going to meet her. It's a fever dream. The kind of radiance you only have at 17. She'll know the way and then she'll say she got them back from me. I'll say I'm happy for her. Then I'll cry myself to sleep. Well. Uh, we already have one person who is this fever dream. It's Olivia Rodrigo. She's 17 years old. I know. And she does have that radiance you have at 17. And she has that innocence. And everyone's like raving about her because she's like the next up and coming thing. I wonder if Taylor is a little bittersweet. Not bittersweet that like it happened, but just kind of like, oh, like, like yeah. getting to that age where I'm like someone's, someone's mom. Right. So, you know. <laughs> well, and it's like. I wonder if this is one where she did finesse this a little bit more yeah, now because it does feel yeah. like it's so perfect. So like kismet yeah. that it actually mm-hmm. literally happened to the point where Olivia Rodrigo burst onto the scene with driver's license and she's like, Taylor Swift is my hero. I grew up listening to Taylor Swift and it's like the way that must have been a gut punch, like even yeah. in its flattery, just like, holy shit, like this 
actually happened. Like, this is the person who everyone's championing now. I can recognize the way people are talking about, oh my gosh, the songwriter. Oh my gosh. Like, everything echoing that felt like, (laughs) felt like what happened with Tim McGraw 15 years ago. And now she is the one who's like, writing her a letter that's like you you can do this you'll survive this like here's the ring from my red that i wrote red with because i just believe in you but ultimately having that like sad little kernel of your heartbreak where it's like oh wow like i'm now someone who inspires the next wave (laughs) and it's like and she's looking back like well when i was 17 it was like shania twain and it was like faith hill and it was you know patty all of these women and now she's like whoa it's come full circle because then you yeah. kind of think about all the women who you know taylor swift came up when she was 17 you kind of think about them like oh i wonder how they felt and it's like oh i'm wow yeah <laughs> like she's learning the map for me and now like olivia has a much better map because of how Taylor grew up in the, in the media with social media with, you know, cameras in her face with the people tweeting, writing articles about her, the internet. So I'm wondering if like, you know, like Olivia has a much better map when she's, you know, driving with her driver's license <laughs> on how to like navigate this career. And it's like, she's going to go to Taylor Swift for like this <laughs> words of wisdom. But even so it's like wild how, how timely this song continues to prove because you saw the whiplash against Olivia Rodrigo when Mm -hmm. everyone was like, driver's license. Wow. What a star. What a great song. What a talent. Like I can't wait to see what she does. And then she whips out this album and they're like, Oh, maybe you came out too hard. Maybe you should have just done an EP. Like actually you're coming on too strong. What about, what about Josh's opinion in this whole thing? Mm -hmm. What was he doing? Maybe you're, maybe you were misreading this relationship. Like, Oh girl, you're, you're a little emo right now. Like he, didn't yeah. cheat like just let it go well you okay, so that's interesting because when lance and i were driving from texas to utah um good for you came on mm-hmm. you know good for you it's like oh good for you you have everything you want i'm i'm not over it but you know i give you everything and that's how you're doing so good and lance was like this is like this guy's this song like oh like why is she <laughs> writing a song about him like like this like it only makes her look like in a bad light and i was like oh. <laughs> like i cannot even I can't. I can't. And I try to explain it to him. I'm like, it's not about like how she looks bad. I'm like, it's about how she's how she's feeling. Yeah. Like it's not about him. It's how she's interpreting the situation. And so many girls can feel this way too. Like it's a song that a lot of people can relate to. And he was like, yeah, but they just look bad. I'm like, oh, that's not what it's about. It's like, well, whatever. It's like but we don't have to sings. always look good, you know. And then he sings about it. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like just let her be in her moment, right? Yeah, now. yeah. Um, so yeah, then she finishes out with another chorus. Um, I've had too much to drink tonight, but I wonder if they'll miss me once they drive me out. Mm, yeah, That's just like the way she just she just like sinks these little zingers in. It just like cuts yep. you deep. It just hurts yep. so hard. Because yep. it's <laughs> like that's like another thing she talks about in the archer and like in mirrorball and all of this stuff and miss Americana and all, all these things where she's like, they're the ones who don't want me, but are they going to miss me when they finally get their mm-hmm. way? Yeah. And like when Taylor went away, everyone's like, where's Taylor? Where's Taylor? Where's Taylor? Yeah. And it was like, you want me to leave. Now you're writing think pieces on like when I'll come back, why I'm gone and why I haven't showed my face. Well, and not even that. They're like, oh, she's over. I'm I like ugh, Taylor's just so toxic. I don't even want to talk about her. But then the instant mm-hmm. look what you made me do comes out. It's like, listen, That's download, make it number one. Oh, yeah. I hate her so much. Like, like there's this obsession with not being done with a person you claim you're done with. Like it's just mm-hmm. so toxic and weird the way we just stew around not letting women be even when they're out of our lives. Like it's just like mm-hmm. she did what you wanted. She disappeared. But it's like, well, well, no, not like that. <laughs> Yeah, do it on my terms. Yeah. Like, just become unpopular, like, throughout your career. Like, yeah. you know, that'll show you. Don't just leave <laughs> us wanting more. Yeah. Um, and then she says, and will you still want me? Will you still want me? Will you still want me when I'm nothing new? Oh. Which feels very much like the Archer's repeat of, um, what is she saying? Dang it. I was just listening oh. to it in the shower. But she's like. I have to look it up now. I'm going to edit this out so I look smarter than I am. Um. <laughs> oh, you're so smart. Don't edit it out. 
but it's like, uh, oh yeah, can you? Can they see right through me? Can you see right through me? I see right through me. And there's this like building of like, I need the validation. I don't want to need the validation, but I do need the validation. And I'm really worried that I'm not going to get the validation. And and I think like if this song had come out when it did, it would have just been eye rolls. It would have been that like, oh, roll your eyes with affection, like calm mm. down no need to cry baby girl like mm. <laughs> whereas now it's just like all of us are just like in our emotions we're just you're just going through it like COVID has just been so stressful these last few years have been so like overwhelming and like everyone mm. is just listening to the song and being like oh, I feel this too <laughs> <laughs> not even like the same way she meant it but I feel it <laughs> yeah and I think yeah I mean it's just a it's a really compelling expose on on the music industry and the celebrity Mm -hmm. culture and all of that too um and it just also happens to be highly relatable for basically every woman on planet Mm -hmm. earth I would Mm -hmm. say and I think for some men too yeah I think I think that some men can relate to it too which is such so great about her her music yeah um, and women, non-binary, all relate. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, okay, do you have the questions pulled up? Because I yes. lost them again. I do. I okay. do. I have in my notes. So vault edition. Yes. I think I, what would you take out? Would you take out anything to replace this on her oh, main yeah. lineup? Well, I don't think I would as far as if I went back in time. Yeah, but, yeah exactly. But if I were to do it like now and she had to make a red album... I would mm-hmm. take out, um, where is it? Honestly, there's a, there's a handful of songs here. I would replace the lucky one. I think this is better. Mm-hmm. I, I, I replaced the lucky one because the same, um, same meaning behind it, same thematics, yeah. the same. Yeah. Whereas that's like about much. her singing to an older person, like a make-believe idea of an yep. older person she's now replacing. This is actually the truth of how she was feeling, which is, Oh, I'm going to be the one someone's replacing. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Brutal. I know. I know. It is. <laughs> and okay. So I have two lines for this next one. So I'm interested in one of, if one of them is your, one of your lines, the okay. tailor of it all. I guess I would say, mm, I mean, I have fav- more favorite lines, but I think the most tailor is the, how can a person know everything at 18, but nothing at 22. Because mm-hmm. I think that just capt. She loves a good number moment. She loves a good specific yeah. specificity <laughs> nod. Yeah, and I feel like that is one where it's like it makes you stop and you're like, oh shit! Like, what was I doing when I was eighteen, and what am I doing now? And it's like, yeah, like mm-hmm. gut drop. And all the pitter patter, <laughs> and that's how I feel too. So I that that's the one that I put. I put how can a person know everything at eighteen? But I think at 22 and the other one that I, I really like is how did I go from growing up to breaking down? Yes. And that kind of is very um, parallel to how could a person know everything at 18 but nothing at 22. But it kind of like you had said early is more of a gut punch. Like, oh, growing up to breaking down, like it just puts it more into perspective of where she was in her headspace. Yeah. Ugh. And then the, the next one, I, I'm pulling at it, but e- the Easter egg. Mm-hmm. What is an Easter egg from the song? I guess similarly, besides Olivia, (laughs) yeah, I think the Easter egg is the idea that she was writing this at the same time she was writing twenty two. She's like, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm happy to be sad sometimes. (laughs) Pretty confusing, yeah. (laughs) And it just that's a very relatable thing too. Is the idea of your what you're putting out there? You're like, yeah, I'm determined to have fun. I'm going to go party. I'm going to have hang with my girls they make me feel alive i'm so glad to be here but then you go home at night you're drinking alone you're like wow what's my future (laughs) and i agree with that too and then leading into 1989 you have 22 where you know they kind of moves in where she has her her squad and she is pretending like she's having the best time of her life and then behind closed doors she's really not so i agree with that yeah and then give it a grade give it a grade well, I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but I oh. do want to say that this is a this is an A plus for me. I have no notes. <laughs> that is like the, I mean, on the on the Shelby scale. That's hard to get. Isn't it? I know A plus. 
even from Taylor Swift. Yeah. So I was I was like A working plus. on my rankings list, and I was like, "Is this top 10? And oh. I I couldn't figure it out yet. I'm still sitting on it because recency bias. I'm trying to avoid. Yes. But I do I can't really wait like all this. of her songs are out. Yeah. Update your list, <laughs> Miss Rob Sheffield. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then is it making tour? Would you see it in a in a tour? Not necessarily. I don't know. Like red tour. If she did a red tour all over again, would this be there? I mean, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think so. One because it's popular. A lot of people have appreciated it, respected it, yeah. and so I can see her giving it the like, uh, you know mid state mid concert i guess third act concert ballad moment like mm-hmm. we had clean and we had um what did she do long live slash um new year's day no yeah 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 new year's yeah, day I think, yeah so i could see this doing that except that it's a bonus track so it could be stretched for the m- majority of the audience but i do mm-hmm. think this is a good song so i'd like yeah. to see it on tour but I'd also understand if it didn't. Yeah. It kind of, it's kind of, it kind of puts you in like a sad mood. Maybe if she did like a folklore ever, evermore yeah. tour, it would make it on there. Yeah. And that's, and that's the questions. It's all the questions oh, we have. Yeah. Look Let's at that. See. We made this episode last so long without any Taylor news. I know. With nothing new, we made it last. See, Taylor, uh, you are always relevant. Always. Yeah. <laughs> We will always have something to talk about with you. Yeah. Um, I know. I was afraid. I'm like, what are we going to talk about? I know. <laughs> I know. Love it. Love the song. Um, I guess you get to pick the next song. Let's do a favorite of yours that you've been wanting to cover. Um, I off, off the top of my head, I can't I can't think of it, but I will like, text you. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, what? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I will text you. <laughs> and it, it should be something really relevant that everyone is excited over, I think. So yeah. I'll think about it. Okay, perfect. I will think about that. But you guys can find us on social media. Where can they find us on Twitter? We're keeping things fresh. <laughs> At SwiftishPod13. Like, yeah, Lupe's and then here. on – Oh, hey, Lupe. And then um, on Instagram, of course, at Swiftish Podcast, And you always email us. You guys, I am – I really want your recommendations for TV shows. I know this is off topic, but give me what I should be listening to. You know, tweet us, DM yes. us, email us. Let us let me know what I should be, you know, binging during the time you leave. Um, but you know, until next time, I'm Ashley and I'm Shelby and Taylor. We will always want you because you will always be something new to us. <laughs> we love you. Perfect.